Hello team. Welcome to Troubleshooter's Corner, your place for leadership and crisis management tips and case studies for troubleshooters like you with skin in the game and a need to make a difference. Think you're powerless as a hostage? Think again. Today's episode, episode two, is making a hostage salad. Bottom line up front, even in the worst of situations, if you ramp up your situational awareness and alacrity, you can sometimes create opportunities others miss. Now stick to the end for the whole story and some keepers. But if you were just in a quick hurry for the, for the essence, that was it right there. Now, let's get down to the story. The situation. Bill, Mike, and Bobby were employees of an operating company based in the South. Two of them, Mike and Bobby, came from a rural plant. They didn't get out that much. This was their first trip overseas for the company. Bill, on the other hand, well, he was well-traveled, and he was an old hand in the Middle East. He knew his way around. But not one of them expected to be stranded in the middle of an invasion. This happened when Saddam Hussein decided to invade Kuwait, and our three characters were trapped right there. They were stuck in their hotel, where a lot of other expatriates were also gathering around and kept wringing their hands and babbling about how bad things looked. Now, the three guys called these people the Heart Attack Club, and they started avoiding them. Why? Well, they had better things to do. Our guys were joined by a lawyer from another company, a cartographer, a race car driver, and a couple of others who were much more interested in getting out than worrying themselves into an early grave. So our team had two rental cars between them, and they gave one of the cars to the others that they were uh, escape planning with because they were game because they were game enough to do something instead of just sit around waiting for the world to the, to come to an end. Here's what happened. The our guys started making uh, reconnaissance trips around the area, just taking a look to see what was going on. They they looked for any news reports they could get from shortwave radio and any other available media outlets that hadn't been shut down or before they were. And they talked to the hotel staff and locals and anyone who would talk to them and give them an idea of what life was like on the streets and uh, how the major arteries were shaping up. Ultimately, they crafted an escape plan. They broke up into two teams, and they launched. What happened? One team got out, one team didn't. The team that got out was the one with the cartographer and the race car driver who was a chain smoker. They got in a car, and they gamely drove right between two oncoming Iraqi tank columns, waved to them, and tried to look official while they just kept going. Their rationale was that these people, probably the, the soldiers, had not seen anybody driving along in a motor car heading towards Saudi Arabia, and they weren't. If they were to try to shoot them, they might hit each other. So they weren't about to do that. They were very bold. They were also very lucky. A short while later, our guys tried to do something similar from a slightly different route. They got turned back by a helicopter gunship. That door was closed by then. They didn't make it out. They went back. They they went to ground for a while. They went to an, another residence that they stayed in for a while and tried to look at other options. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to them, their their corporate 
support staff was making common cause with the lawyer's employer and exploring some escape options, some some rescue options to try to get them out. Unfortunately, the timing on those did not work out. Our people ended up back at their hotel eventually. Then they were rounded up and they were uh, distributed, split up, distributed to Iraq where they formed part of Saddam Hussein's human shield in front of critical infrastructure sites on the theory that the U.S. and the coalition forces would not blow up sites where there were hostages being held in front of them. A number of things, interesting things happened in this situation, and there were lessons to learn as well. Some of the guys did better than others. The one who probably did the best, though, ended up being Bill, the old hand who had been around for a while, because what he did was he took advantage of the information that was being supplied even though he knew it was propaganda. He found a local newspaper when he was at this infrastructure site that indicated Saddam Hussein was treating hostages like him as guests of the state, and they were were being treated well, and they were being treated graciously and uh, in, in comfortable conditions, when in fact that was not the case. So rather than throw this away, he saved this this uh, this quasi-news publication, uh, put it up in his quarters, and then had a, a heart-to-heart talk with the manager of that site where he was stationed, because what he told him then was, look, your leader is, is saying these things about us. You're going to be inspected sooner or later, and we're not being treated as well as... as this obviously this worthy publication says we are we need better food we need better conditions and otherwise i'm afraid you're going to be embarrassed and that you, and you don't think don't don't you think that your president is going to take issue with that and and uh, and not want to be embarrassed by you it worked in in short what happened was they started getting better better food better conditions and our man turned bill turned into quite a negotiator in fact, he started getting vegetables, and then he was putting them together to supplement their regular rations. The rest of the hostages at that particular site called it a hostage salad in his honor, and they looked forward to it every day while they were there. Now, ultimately, they got out. And ultimately, everybody got out in one piece, and they were well. Their families were taken care of, and so were they. But there were some, some lessons to learn about this, about what worked and what didn't. And that comes to you in the way of these three keepers. Keeper number one, talk to other people, gather up information, but don't join the heart attack club. The people in the heart attack club were not only counterproductive, they were depressing themselves and anybody else who was near them. Anyone who wanted to do something productive had to stay away from them because they were constantly dragging everyone down who was around them. Number two, think alacrity. Now, alacrity is the Uh, quickness to act and react to attack, if you will. And of the two teams that had cars and were doing escape planning, only one made it out. The lesson learned from that was that when you're 80% ready, go, launch. Don't waste time chasing the extra 20% for a perfect plan that will never materialize in time. Uh, Our guys learned that the hard way. You should think about that in advance. Think alacrity.
Number three, stay confident and make reasonable inferences based on the information you're able to pick up in order to negotiate for better conditions. In other words, be like Bill. Toss your own hostage salad. So, a colleague asks, what about the embassy? Didn't the embassy do anybody any good? Didn't, didn't our guys have any resources to help them out in, this, in their time of need? The answer was best summed up by Bobby at his debriefing when he talked about how somebody from the group initially picked up the phone and called the embassy to ask for help. And what happened when he, when he reached the embassy was the, the caller encountered a recording, and the recording said as follows, words to the effect, the embassy is closed today, normal hours are such to such, if you, if you want to apply for a visa or you need consular assistance, please, please come in at this hour, and uh, etc. It was just a standard recording, it was a regular business day, but there was no help at all, and the fellow making the call was perplexed, it was part of the heart attack club, and said, I don't know what this means, what does this mean? Bobby looked looked him over and said, and remember now, Bobby was a man from the Deep South who had never traveled internationally before. He said, what it means is Operation Yo-Yo is now in effect. You're on your own. Uh, another colleague asks, how did anyone track the hostages, if at all? Was there any way of finding out where they were or what their condition was? The answer is yes. The first indication of how they were came from the head of the team that made it out in the car. He and his colleagues were so grateful that they had um, done the escape plan together and that somebody had given them, one of our team members had given them the means to escape, that he rushed to find somebody in the company to talk to them and tell them what their condition was and where they were staying, which helped with some escape and support planning, even though the plans themselves did not materialize. Subsequently, others who were released and had been in proximity with our own people also were willing to talk about them. Uh, it turns out that uh, some of them were being released based on their nationality because there were a number of expatriates from different countries. And one of them, who spoke perfect English, uh, turned out to have passed himself off as a French national because uh, Saddam Hussein decided to release the French before he released others. A discreet outreach to him uh, proved that the man was most helpful calling back from his home, which had turned out not to be in Paris after all, and giving an update on exactly what conditions those people were in. Also, there were some humanitarian efforts to visit with some of the hostages through relief agencies, and on occasion, somebody was able, one of our, our guys was able to smuggle out a letter through the through one of them or someone else who obligingly took it over to the corporate offices and shared it with the team that was monitoring their situation and trying to do what they could for the family and figure out where they were. How about, oh, finally, a colleague asked, what lessons did the hostages offer up themselves in terms of things they learned or things they would do differently if they were faced with the same situation? Well, that's a good question. It turns out they were the same kinds of things we all think about when we contemplate emergency situations after the fact and, and, and go through our wish list of what things we, we wish we had and what wish, things we wish we had done. 
in order to smooth our path and increase our chances of success. One was when you're going to a, a place that's unfamiliar and where you might have some rough roads to contend with, even though you didn't plan on it, get a four-wheel drive vehicle when you go to the rental counter. Another one was keep it gassed up at all times, or at least half a tank, or enough to get away to the next town. Uh, yet another tip was invest in some local maps and get an to get an idea of how to get out and what the major exit routes are. Yet another was uh, make sure you bring some pocket tools, the usual things like Swiss Army knives and maybe uh, uh, some some minor camping goods that you can throw in the back of a trunk if you need to make a, an expedition expeditiously. Also, it's a good idea to have something that can contain water, especially if you're going to be in a hot environment or or go through long stretches where there there are no facilities of any kind. Think about some canteen, some water, or getting some bottled water, whatever you can get. And double-check to make sure you have a working spare tire before you leave the, the rental facility. So there you have it. Making a hostage salad and doing the best. Even in bad situations, with the right combination of skills and determination, you can do better than others. Remember the bottom line up front, even in the worst of situations, if you ramp up your situational awareness and alacrity, you can sometimes create opportunities that others miss. So, till the next time, stay watchful, troubleshooters, but never be afraid of taking a calculated risk.